0: Once again, my code for 10% off is Ryan10. And now, let's get started with today's show. Welcome to An Actor Despairs. I'm your host, Ryan Perez. Today on An Actor Despairs, we have a really awesome episode with the up-and-coming Jake Horowitz. You know from the recent movie, The Vast of Night... But I'm so excited to have him on the show because he's a current student at Juilliard and has so many cool insights about the audition process, what it's like being a student there. And he's done so much awesome theater work and has a lot of really cool projects in the can and a bright future. Jake, I love you, brother. Jake Horowitz, welcome to an actor's spares, brother. How are you doing?
1: I'm pretty good. Thanks for having
0: me. Oh, dude, thanks for being on here, man. Uh, dude, the vast night, man, like. I'm not really a sci-fi guy, but like stylistically, like what you did with that character as an actor and also that director, like it was just the perfect amalgamation for like that, you know, I, 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 I don't speak about this often enough on this podcast, but, you know, I feel like the way we digest content now is so ruined because it's like, Oh, I got a DM from a hot chick, you know, or I got a text. So you don't, you know, like back, of, you know, I think we're not far apart, but when we were younger, you know, the content controlled us. You went to a movie theater. If you had to pee, you were going to miss it. You know what I mean? And I got to say, you know, it's the first film I've seen in a long time where I just couldn't put it. I couldn't, you know, I watched it the whole way through.
1: Oh, that's so good to hear. Awesome. Yeah. You had that experience. We, we oh man.
0: It. it was incredible, man. And the, the director's name is Andrew Preston. Matt Patterson. And Patterson Patterson that guy's gonna have a future man he's, he's the
1: best. yeah
0: yeah as will you and, and your co-star was Sierra McCormick is that right yeah. Yeah. all right but dude you're a you know a theater for the new city I see you've been crushing it there and our town's my dream play to do one day hopefully on Broadway and I know you're at Juilliard right now and I got so many questions for you but let let's start at the beginning you grew up here in New York right yeah, I'm. I'm uh,
1: Brooklyn, born and raised. Um, Where? Uh, See, so, so, yeah, I grew up in Cobble Hill. Um, okay, and then uh, moved to Flatbush when I was like twelve. Uh, 12. nice. I, I'm,
0: I'm in Williamsburg live. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Did you move into the city for Juilliard or no? I did. I moved closer. I went to Laguardia High School right down the block. Oh,
1: nice. So, and I was like, you know what? I don't want to do this train trip again from Brooklyn. Yeah every day so I moved into the city now
0: yeah. that's great, man. Wow. So all right, let's start from the beginning. So you grew up in uh here in the the city, Brooklyn, and your your father is an artist, correct?
1: Yes. Both of my parents were actors and then my my uh, dad started his own theater company um which so I basically like grew up backstage. I got like, you know, to just go to rehearsals after school and like, you know, be a part of that scene. And I mean, that's definitely where I sort of fell in love with, with acting, and, you know, and with the idea of being an actor and particularly in rehearsals for plays, like watching actors through weird as a kid, I think to watch actors like go into it and then like come out and like talk to a director. And, <laughs> and like, yeah, I, I think that just like sort of blew my mind. And, uh, yeah, but that was totally where I like fell, you know, in love with this, and then I went to performing arts high schools and and middle schools and all that stuff.
0: So. I'm curious to ask you, you know, because like my mom's a teacher, my dad's a doctor, and I feel like when your parents, like, you know, it's I don't want to say it's the American tradition, but often in the world people follow their parents, but you know, yeah. or, or you reject your parents. What do you right. think it was about, like, you know, not being like mom, dad, you're doing a play, like, how did how did it? How did you fall in love with it? Oh, that's a good question. I, I mean, partly it
1: was just um, honestly, I think actors being really cool people. Yeah, <laughs> and being being able to be around them when I was younger, I, I think had a big effect on that. And just you know, like I think the big benefit to me about having artist parents was the kind of stuff that they showed me. Like you know, they would take me to see. Things you didn't know otherwise. yeah. 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 So like mind expanding as a, as a kid. And so, you know, and and they were actually pretty, or my mom was resistant to me, like getting an agent too young and all that stuff. Like they were like, you can't do this until you, you know, know that you want to, because it would be, you know, I think my mom particularly was, was sort of protective about that. And I'm grateful that she was. So I had time to make my own decision and not,
0: you know. Well, So did you wait till after high school before you got an agent or were you in high school? I guess I was in high school and
1: my mom was just worried.
0: (laughs) 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 Because I know uh, like some of those schools, you know, I went to NYU for drama. They can be really strict about like auditions and things like that. You know, totally.
1: They were, I mean, when I was, when I was in high school, I guess what kind of happened is if this teacher of mine who's since passed away, his name is Richard Harden, um, uh, LaGuardia would get casting calls for, you know, plays and movies and things. And there was a casting call they did. Um, they did Brighton beach memoirs on Broadway. Yeah. I guess it was like 10 years ago now. And this teacher came to me and was like, I think you could do the part. And I was like, what? I don't know. Okay, cool. Like, um, so I went to this audition and it was my first audition and I got like, five called like you know i had no idea what was happening wow amazing and i and i don't even remember being excited like i was just, I, I you know it like didn't none of it made sense to me yet but um anyway yeah i didn't get that but that director david cromer was doing our town and he needed to replace an actor who was playing emily's little brother so that's and then so i did that
0: that was, was with Edie falco right
1: yeah it was with yeah. a bunch of like it was sort of, oh no not Edie falco um uh, I'm forgetting her name, uh, but there, there, there was—it was basically a rotating sort of cast of uh, of sort of stars who played the stage manager, and okay. it started with David Cromer, and then he casts other people throughout. But I was in it for like a year when I was a sophomore in high school.
0: How which, were you able to balance both? I don't know. I
1: don't think I was. I think I got yeah.
0: To- <laughs> like, yeah.
1: And, like, you know, I was also on the soccer team, and I was, like, showing up to the play, like, sweaty and, like, in my jersey. It was ridiculous. <laughs> in, where in every-
0: was the play?
1: It was at, at uh, Barrow Street. Um, Barrow oh, Street.
0: the best, man. That's was, awesome.
1: And But, I mean, I think that that's where I felt, you know, a shift, I think, in, in just, like, taking uh, – acting being real to me. It was like, oh, wow, I – love this and I'm like accepted by these people and there's such a there was such a family feeling in that play because it ran for so long and uh, you know it was just like this sort of beautiful mind-blowing experience and so uh, you know and that's anyway that's how I got a manager from that
0: and is that the point where your mom and your father signed off on you doing this
1: yeah, pretty much I mean yeah yes definitely officially you know there were yeah. lots of them conversations about it, but, but that was, yeah, that changed its
0: life. That's amazing. Well then, you know, I, I, I know, you know, for those that aren't in New York and don't understand LaGuardia, you know, a lot of students logically there that, you know, not, not even our actors, right. End up going to Juilliard because it's like pretty much across the street. Yeah. When you were there, was that always the goal? Or did you think about leaving New York and maybe going somewhere else? Like talk to me about that. Yeah, it was.
1: I didn't. Um,
0: I didn't audition
1: after high school. I really wanted to go far away, <laughs>
0: <laughs> to like I, L.A. or something. Or yeah, I went to CalArts, Arts,
1: um, which is in Valencia, California, like thirty minutes outside of L.A. Yeah, went uh, right after high school. Um, and then, oh, so I, you
0: started at another school.
1: Oh yeah, I've had a relationship with schools. So I like. Yeah. Wow, I, talk I, to me I, about I, that. I went to CalArts for a year after high school and then I left for a year because I had gotten a play back in New York and I was like, oh, amazing. And I was so excited. work. And yeah. I like, cool. Yeah. And, I, and then I did a couple plays in that year and then I went back to CalArts for a year. And then during that year, that year was like harder for me and I didn't want to be there as much. And it just got more complicated after I had, Worked a little bit. Was, and you were know, you not studying
0: acting at Cal Arts, or? Cal Arts? Yeah, it was. You were, okay.
1: It was another like uh, a, a BFA program.
0: Thing. Oh, cool. So it was a conservatory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um,
1: and so then after that second year there, um, my, my, I remember my best friend who I've gone to middle school, high school, and Cal Arts with, we're like, you know, we've just been on the same track. He had gotten a play that summer and wasn't going back to Cal Arts. And I was like, damn, like, I don't want to go back without him
0: like, yeah solo that sucks
1: like is stupid i don't know so i uh um I, anyway i got lucky and ended up getting a small part in the film and i was like yeah uh, i i would rather do that so um but yeah then so, so i like parted way to teller arts there um got it and then um have been you know working for a while
0: over the past couple years and then decided to audition for juilliard and and then because you didn't finish college, you had to audit... Because I auditioned as a grad, you had to audition as an undergrad? Yes, I did. And it was part of why I wanted to audition there was because I really didn't
1: want to go back to a BFA program that was like... Like the, the grads and undergrads are together. At
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Which I think is awesome, actually. It's one of my favorite things about it. So that was one of the draws.
0: And and for the actors listening, you know, that have yet to audition, it it is probably... I had uh, an actor on yesterday, and we had a long talk about it, and he didn't have a great experience. My experience was a little weird as well, but talk to me about your audition experience at Juilliard. Do you remember it? Well
1: yeah, I do. I
0: just remember it being like um, the, the, the the adrenaline is so intense. Oh my god and, and, and they see about like 300 people yeah. per slot, right? You're in yes, yeah at day. Yeah. Eight they're seeing like
1: two to 300 people. I
0: think for 18 slots for those <laughs> that aren't actors listening. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's just crazy. It's like you're being surrounded by that many. people, And there's this weird thing, which I never like, I'm a kind of person. I like to like take my like quiet time, you know, my like space. Yeah. Before. And there's just like 200 people. And there's, I don't know, to me, there was like this pressure to, um to socialize actually, but, like be with people. I can't, to do that at all? Yeah. Saving like, yeah. up all this energy and all this work, you have prepared like ten minutes of material. It's like a how what? How did you select so, your pieces? Um. Oh, I don't know. I just I, I there was one play. Like, There's like actually things recommended to me by by family and friends. My 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 best buddy Sam had done this monologue that I then read, and I was like, oh yeah, I I definitely want to do this. Then there was a thing from a play called *Balm in Gilead* that anybody who's gone to a drama school knows because it's got be yeah. a big so they all do it all the time.
0: And, and were you quite familiar with iambic, having gone to LaGuardia, or do you guys not do a lot of classical work?
1: I had, yeah, I was pretty familiar, in, yeah, and from a couple Shakespeare plays before, so I, yeah, I, I was sort of comfortable with it.
0: That's great. I know that can be the hardest part for a lot of people. Yeah, so,
1: and, and honestly. Yeah like being like hearing the teachers talk about it, you know, it's actually not like they're not looking at you. Like, can they do? I am you know? It, yeah. It's, uh, it's actually maybe that's sort of like an older idea about what the school is. I think about like, they want you to talk perfect and all this stuff. And, yeah. and more just about like you connecting to cool words, you know, and, like totally. And, uh, yeah.
0: Which I found pretty, pretty great. And then you had your audition and how did it go? Or how did you feel it went at least? I felt good about
1: it because I made it to the end of the day. I'm sure I would have felt horrible if I, you know, if I had I've, got,
0: I've gotten that rejection email. I've talked to a lot, a lot of very famous actors on this podcast that did not get into Juilliard. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like, you don't
1: really know how to feel. You're, you're too exhausted by the end of the day. I just felt relieved. Yeah. I was like, great. I, you know, I did that. At,
0: after yeah. the initial, did you, you know, did they talk to you, or did you feel like, you know, oh, I'm, I, I got, I got it, or did you have no idea? I felt good about it because we there was an interview at the end of the day at like at like 9:30 p.m. <laughs> I mean, I mean, right after like your, you know, you do your two pieces. Oh, like did, did yeah. they do approach the table, or did you just leave and and you had to wait for the, uh, you know, who we're seeing yeah, the list. Um, that the dreaded the dreaded oh god, oh, my god. ptsd just thinking
1: about it <laughs> it's so intense <laughs> um, I think it was I think it was in and out I don't think there was a lot of talk but I did feel like I um oh you know what they did do actually they did have me do all four pieces in the first one and so and you're not I wasn't expecting that like I think you're yeah Do and then like if they want to see more later and I did all four and I was like, oh, my God, like, what does this mean? You just like think about everything that you.
0: Yeah. Oh, you read every nuance, how they're writing their pens down, yeah, the way yeah. they look at you. Oh, Actually, I, he won't mind me saying this. Like Dan Fogler said when he auditioned, for whatever reason, uh, they had the guy was like an asshole and had the PA, you know, the person who brings you in the room, come in and take the lunch order. As the monologue was happening, so Julian. (laughs) Yeah, I
1: I have been lucky to not experience that kind of cruelty there.
0: (laughs) But are you are you are you glad? Have you been enjoying the experience? Because for those listening who don't quite know, it's it's like ten hours a day of schooling, right?
1: Yeah, I do. I do enjoy the like uh, the just total exhaustion of it and the like the the challenge of it has been really really fun and like meaningful and um I mean I, I guess the thing that's been the most sort of like just beneficial is that you know you're with these 17 people all day every day which does seem crazy and like a social experiment you know and yeah uh, and is in some ways but the but the benefit is just been like these people know you so well and they know your your bag of tricks and they know, you know, you, you're forced to like find new ways to to do things because you want to surprise them. They're like your friends and you love the way they react when you do something new and exciting that truly is like spontaneous and different. So it's like having that has been, uh, has been awesome.
0: That's amazing. And do you feel like you have a good group? Because I've had friends that have gone there and I felt like, ugh, I hated my group. Like, do you feel, you know, like you have a, a, at least a few friends that you really get along with?
1: Yeah, we really left out. We, we have an amazing group of people. I bet, yeah. Um, yeah, beyond just, yeah, I do have, like, my pals in the class, but it's also just, like, a group of people that you, like, want to impress. Like, they're all so- really, really good and – you know, it's uh, you know, it's just like exciting uh, room to be in. That feels like it's making me a better actor person.
0: and person. Do you get a chance to to make friends with the playwrights as well?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know about uh, like. there's not a lot of it's not a lot of socializing. <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm sure it's work, work, it's work, work, totally, work, But <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, totally. I mean, you know,
1: you know, d- develop a relationship and see their work and talk to them afterwards and you know, get coffee from time to time. So, yeah. It's been-
0: and for those that, you know, maybe are interested in auditioning, any words of advice you would give them?
1: Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, just that it's like, um, the, I don't know what part of what they, the teachers all say, you know, now that we're in and they can tell us their secrets is like that it's, you know, just, you, you do all your preparation, but it's important to like, go in loose and surprise yourself and don't, you know, there it's a, it's a much less, I think, uh, like stuffy high echelon, like group of teachers who like want you to talk a certain way and are like, yeah, you know, gossiping when you leave and all that. It's actually not the, um, environment that I have found it. I found to be way more supportive and like, um, You know, if you come in with like questions or with material that you're not sure, like it's like from a novel or it's a poem or you wrote it yourself, like they're down. Like it's about your connection to it. And, you know, I just do do you and trust it. They they're responding to that.
0: So That's so beautiful, man. I'm glad you're doing that. And you know, are are you at the point where you're doing shows yet, or is that not till l- later in the year?
1: Yeah, we do shows, but they're in uh, they're in studios, and there's like, no one else allowed. It's
0: like ah, <laughs> I was gonna say you got to invite me. I'm coming. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, uh, yeah. They have man, Vagorn. So <laughs> <We're> private. <laughs> so then, talk to me, man. You know, because like I, we just talked about how intense it is. How, how have you been able to balance, you know, auditions? Because I'm sure you know sometimes maybe you know, your, your manager hits you up and they're like, Peaky blinders season six, dude. you're yeah. like, oh, I got second semester. Like, is that tough? Or do you tell them just like, Hey, not till May, can you leave me alone?
1: Um, it's honestly, uh, it's just a compliment. I have a great manager who's yeah. so understanding. And, you know, I like, we talked a lot about it before I went and she's just super, um, uh, into the, the long game, you know, and she gets it. She's like, you know, you got to do what, what you want to do right now. And so it's really like a project to projects conversation. And I, I've never felt like pressured to audition for anything.
0: But That's beautiful, I'm, man.
1: Just well, great. And I think, you know, I'm, I feel really grateful for that. And also grateful, which I don't think this is going to be every year. And there may be some like harder decisions down the line, but like this year just worked. Like I did a film in July and August. And then there was a film that shot in January in my winter break. That was like, wow. Absurd, and anyway, so I'm like, you know oh, well that
0: that reminds me. So then, what what happened with you guys in in Corona? How did how did Juilliard deal with that?
1: Um, yeah, we just like went onto our computers, and it was pretty weird and terrible. But it, became, also, you know,
0: it was Zoom classes then.
1: Yeah, and, you know, so so bizarre, but the I guess the like, you know. The really great thing about about having that community during during Corona was just being able to be around other actors. Yeah. While this was falling apart, like while everything was so terrible to like to like have to show up, you know, once a day and just like you know be with be with other people in the same boat and like you know work on whatever some scene, which is always awkward, and you're like on a computer and it's weird, but you know whatever you're. Fine.
0: Yeah, man, that's great. Well, then talk to me about The Vast of Night. How, how did that come your way?
1: That was through through my my manager, Caroline. It was, uh, Caroline. It was like a self-tape from Texas. They were trying to cast it locally
0: from who, Texas. Who who did it? Like, I, I, I didn't see a studio's logo. Was it just an indie or? Yeah, it was an indie. So um, An indie and, with a budget, man, like a period well, piece indie.
1: Okay, so there's a cool uh, Easter egg in it. Um, in the credits, there's a special thank you to Kevin Durant, which some people have caught. The NBA people. player.
0: <laughs> so, what? <laughs>
1: okay, so Andrew um, runs or ran his own commercial company in Oklahoma City. That's where he's from. Got and, it.
0: And, uh, is
1: that where you shot it? We shot it in Texas. Uh, oh,
0: in Texas. Okay, cool.
1: But so he, uh, you know, uh, was filming commercials and saving money, and he always knew he wanted to make movies, and was you know like doing commercials and was successful at it and was saving money. But then he got this big job to do some media for Oklahoma City Thunder and he got it because Kevin Durant apparently was like, you guys need to step up your media game. Uh, it's not doing it for me. I'm like I'm, thinking of, like, I'm thinking of leaving if you don't step it up. So they did and they brought on a new team of media people and Andrew was one of those people and it paid well and like, that's the money that made the movie. So Kevin Durant, like, Thank you.
0: <laughs> Wait, you're saying Andrew invested his own money or Kevin put money in? Oh, no, just like it was
1: Oklahoma City's, you know, the, the, the basketball team paid him, but it was from Kevin Durant. Oh. They hired,
0: they hired a new media. I love medium. that, man. And yeah. then when you read the script, you know, I'm an actor, so, I, I you know, you, you, you never know how these things are going to come out. And, you know, I've seen great scripts turn into real steaming piles of shit. So yeah. w- once you got that, film and, and you met with Andrew, did you feel like you were in safe hands or, yeah. you know, did you, cause like you, you had such an awesome, like you really developed a character, man. And, and I love what you did and I love the radio voice, you know, versus, you know, and I, I, I it, it's a, it's such a cool buildup, you know, for those that haven't seen it, it, it really is one of those movies that that's part of the reason why I wasn't able to put it down because it's building towards something. Uh, thank you so
1: honestly that means means so much that's like I mean that's totally what what Andrew talked about from the like from the get-go from like we I remember we Skyped after I sent my tape in like two weeks later we talked and it was like from that I I don't know I just sort of hoped and prayed that I was gonna get the chance to do it because he he you he like the movie he described in that skype meeting is the movie like it wow. is. Um, it, like he would describe shots that I saw three years later.
0: Yeah. Cause there was like 11, like multiple 11 minute takes. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's some burden, you know, is that really hard for you guys? Like chore- choreography wise, or. I think it was, I think that was not
1: that difficult, but because Andrew was wise to, um, uh, to include rehearsal. And like we rehearsed for a week. Oh, you got, you got to rehearse. We for a week for a three-week shoot, which is, like, an incredible gift.
0: Yeah.
1: So, I mean, I do not think that uh, I, I, we, like, I think the means Sierra, what like, the sort of relationship that we were able to have was purely down to that time. Like, it's, it's, like, everything, I feel like, to rehearse. And so, it made the days easier. It made, like, learning things easier. It made it run more smoothly and, like, made us feel just more you know alive in it because it was a period piece you know it's like a little you know, like jaunting at first and so
0: yeah totally and how, how did it feel just as an actor to show up and and be in a period piece you know like do you d- did you feel a need to you know kind of like echo this like voice you know because like we see old movies and you know it's like oh the moon kid you know sure. but like did did it feel natural? Did you like ha- talk to me about the development of that character? Yeah it it,
1: it definitely um, it definitely felt weird at first, and there were times in that rehearsal week where I think I personally was like falling into the like you know you know look at the moon buddy all <laughs> yeah I do that all the time <laughs> right and, um, yeah it's just so I mean it was fun because it has to walk that line you know like that yeah. Hit, those are the words, yeah. But we were sort of like pushing against that, being like, "How would it really sound?" Which was fun for me, and like, and w- once we sort of got like, once you like caught that tone, it was way easier to like find it every night, and you know, and, and like you're memorizing your lines, and you can just sort of slip into it. But but I really put that down to the rehearsal time for sure, and and the fact that there's a lot of like recordings of DJs in that time that I was able to listen to I wasn't just like shooting in the dark like there were you know examples that you know that I that I had in my in my head and you know that I could sort of There were like sort of compasses like this is just the way they kind of sounded and like I'm gonna put my own thing Got on it, it. Like, this is
0: the idea do you do you have a coach that you work with or do you do it on your own
1: with that one I did it on my own I actually did it sort of with Andrew we didn't meet for a while but we did do some recordings just back and forth over that summer. And I would, um, I would record some of the dialogue and, and, you know, we would talk about it. And then he asked me, it was a great thing. He asked me to um, write some of my own reportage, like look up the news that would have been in 1958 and like write one of Everett's nightly, you know,
0: broadcasts. Yeah. So it was like
1: that kind of stuff to me was so cool. And like, you know, it just allowed me the space to like, to make it my own. and feel like I could make it my own. Um, that were like total gifts, you know, that, that I just loved being able to do. And then I would, I now do that stuff on my own accord. Yeah, <laughs> because, of course. You know, I'm to learn the, how, you know, what a benefit that they, that kind of sort of research and preparation was.
0: And, and, and did that film's distribution get affected by the pandemic or was it, Um, was it always planned to be purchased by Amazon?
1: It was always, it got purchased, um, after TIFF in September. So they were, they were always on, on board. It was supposed to do like a more theatrical thing, but they did drive in theaters instead. And so, yeah, like, uh, yeah, it wasn't totally changed.
0: Yes. That's amazing, and then can you talk about the movie that you did in January? Is that out yet or no? No, not out yet.
1: I mean, that was planning to go to festivals, I think, and so they're just waiting for
0: oh, till festivals can come back, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but can was, you talk much about it or, oh, yeah, or totally, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, it's called Agnes, and it's uh, a sort of a like non exploitation, harder genre bending. Sort of weird movie by this guy, uh, Mickey Reese, who's also from Oklahoma, funnily enough. Oh, oh, wow. And I got to play a priest, which was really fun. And oh, cool. so it was like doubt
0: <laughs> without maybe the bad stuff.
1: <laughs> it's like you do like research movies about priests and everything is just like depressing bad.
0: <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Stay away from the Epstein stuff. <laughs> but how was that? Was that a feature? Yeah, it was, a, it was a feature and it was, um,
1: yeah, it was great. I You know, and just worked with some amazing, amazing actors in it. The main relationship is between, or for me at least, was between me and this, uh, my like mentor priest who, you know, anyway. Who, who plays time, that? Uh, this guy named Ben Hall. Uh, Benjamin, okay. Benjamin Hall, I guess is his full name. And he's a Oklahoma-based actor who's so good. And you, he's the lead of this guy, Mickey Reese's, uh movie before this called Climate of the Hunter, which did festivals this past year. It's so good. It's like
0: just stamina wise, dude, how, how are you able to like do a semester of Juilliard and then be like, all right, well no winter break going into a movie. Is it just, you know, the love of the craft or, yeah, you know, yeah,
1: yeah, I, well also because it was really, I mean, they are, they are super different. Feeling like being in school and being on set actually feel pretty different to me. Like,
0: yeah, and just, you do have a lot of downtime, I suppose, on sets often. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. and and just to like, I don't know, yeah, the 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 preparation of. I mean, I guess I just loved the part, and I I was raised I was raised Catholic, so it was cool opportunity. Like, I like talked to my priest, who was you know at my church that I grew up in, about it, and like it gave me this cool opportunity to like. You know, just sort of delve into my my own life in a in a great way. So I was excited about it, and like prepping for it was was fun, and and I you know felt like I wanted to. It didn't feel like like work, you know, in the same way that sometimes going to school feels like work. You know, yeah. and you're like, you're up at nine in the morning after like five hours of sleep, and you're like, I would rather not be here at this moment in time. But like I totally I'm here, and I'm grateful. I'm like, let's go, let's do it.
0: That's amazing, man. And then I'm curious to ask you, you know, what's You know, Juilliard, you know, it's an amazing school. And obviously there's, you know, like an actor like Dallas Roberts, who I love, who works all the time. And then there's the Adam Driver and Oscar Isaacs. Is there a certain like, you know, I'm not saying you can, any of us can determine where we end up, but is there an ideal career that you kind of want to manifest for yourself from this, you know, wonderful experience of this incredible institution?
1: Yeah, definitely. I I mean, it's... It's so it's so hard not to think about that stuff. At,
0: yeah. at, at well, the, especially because like, the names are all on the walls. You know, I you can't walk. You know, <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, great. Yeah, Adam Driver. Yeah, he's Star Wars Seventeen. Cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: Um, I guess. Well, Oscar Isaac. I. I mean, both Oscar Isaac and Adam Driver, I hold really dear as like role models of of actors. I guess I I love actors. So I, I will always want to do plays and movies and TV for like that. I, I don't ever want to like do one or the other. I want to be someone who, you know, can, can sort of ride, you know, both trains and and, yeah. like, and forth, which is not the, it's like, it is a weird thing. And sometimes you see, or sometimes I see like film actors on stage and they're like, it's like not the right thing for them. It's theater actors on film. It's not the, you yeah, know, like,
0: I know exactly like, what you mean.
1: Bounce back and forth. And I definitely I love actors. Laurie Metcalf I think is uh, so, so amazing oh my god she's yeah. like she's so good in, in both and so like M- Michael Stuhlbard you Michael know Boudoir, oh.
0: God.
1: oh god incredible um, uh, Viola Davis yeah. and Fences on Broadway and then in the film too just like just remarkable so like anybody with, with that kind of career I love it. and Oscar Isaac I just I love I, I like you know, I play guitar and like...
0: And oh, like, so you're going to be... Uh, I see where man, it's going for you, man.
1: dude.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm curious then, man. You know, uh, are you guys going back to in-person classes?
1: Um, it's like a oh, play-by-ear sort of thing. It's just going to be... We're starting, we're starting on Zoom, and then they're just going to phase in in-person stuff as, you know, the country deems safe. And so... Yeah
0: do you feel okay? I mean, I, I'm not trying to trash Juliard. Are, are you, you, you know, comfortable working, you know, cause doing a monologue or a scene on zoom is very different than in person. Have you yeah, been able to adapt to that or has it been tough?
1: Yeah, it's weird. It's totally weird. I mean, I don't think anybody is like. loving it. about <laughs> it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But, You know, it's like, what can they do? You know? And, and I, I feel great about how they're dealing with it and how they're like, you know, listening to us about what we want and they're, you know, they like cut the, the hours of the schedule way down during the end of last semester. Cause it was just like being on zoom for 10 hours is
0: the last thing you feel like doing it at home.
1: Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, you do that. So, um, yeah. And, and I guess what else is good about it. I mean, this is like way looking on the positive, which is, yeah. you know, but it's like, I guess part, like as an actor, there's like often really tough, like roadblocks, you know, like you're on set and there's like 40 things going on and you have to cry. And like, yeah, you know, 10 seconds. It's like part of what it feels like being an actor is like, you gotta, you gotta do the best you can, given all the shit that's in your way sometimes. And like on
0: with the punches, man,
1: with punches. And so there's just a lot of punches, which yeah. I think is okay.
0: You know, yeah. and, and, and being at such a wonderful theater school, you know, how, I- how are you feeling about the uh, i mean cuz I don't think anyone has the answer about the future of theater you know do you think that's something that we're going to we're going to see come back or do you think that's a i mean i i guess it really is dependent on this pandemic you know but yeah it, it, it's so tough to just be in times square and see that all dark you know
1: yeah it's it's really weird i mean i do think that it will come back. I mean I, I feel confident about that. I don't know in what capacity and I, I don't I mean particularly I don't know what what Broadway is gonna look like. Just because yeah. I mean I just wonder about the the business model being I mean like we'll just see like how cities respond to this in the next five years. But it's like Broadway is so much also about like tourism and people like yeah. want to come to the city and 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 there's like a like a a lot of an older audience for theater and are they gonna want to come and like sit Elbow, to elbow with Especially,
0: you know, and and uh, I I know they can't economically. Even if they just did fifty percent, that it would cost them more than it's worth. So it's like, are they going to do four hundred dollar tickets, or you know, is it going to be five years? You know, it's, yeah,
1: I'm, it's, I I think it's going to be, you know, I, based on no real information <laughs> or like yeah. you know of, of the finances about it. It seems like it's going to be a slow track back.
0: Yeah. Because, uh yeah, just like filling seats is going to be different. how about during this pandemic have you have you been able to have some auditions or has it been slow? um
1: it's been a little slower, I think it's starting to to bounce back a little more, yeah, um, but but in general, yeah, you know, a little bit slower, and I think people are left to their own devices and to sort of you know quiet down and figure some stuff out on their own, which is yeah, different you know.
0: That's beautiful, man. Well, other, other than Agnes and any other projects in the future you can talk about?
1: Um, yeah, there's an, another movie that I don't know what the plan is just because of, I think it was planning to do festivals and then they want to wait. So, like th- th- that's a possibility again. But, uh, uh, over last summer there was a, I did a, a sort of reboot of this nineties horror movie called castle freak, okay. uh, which it was really fun. And we shot it in, Albania. It was like this crazy, like wow, what was that like? Like just bonkers, amazing, like adventure with a crazy, wonderful group of people, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was super intense and bloody and screamy and you know monsters and castles and it was like
0: that amazing
1: whole thing, you know, it was awesome. But uh, yeah, I don't know what the timeline of it.
0: Love that, man. Well, what's the best way for people listening to, you know, stay in touch with you if you'd like them to?
1: Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, just, I guess, uh, Instagram. Uh, jparwitz94, which people make fun of me because it sounds like a, it's like a, like a, like a AIM. Touche. It sound like a uh, I should probably do that.
0: Amazing man, I'm go- I'm gonna shoot you falling out. Well, Jake Horowitz, thanks so much for coming on, man, and let me know when you when you got a Juilliard show and uh, stay in touch, brother. And let's do this again soon. Right on, man. I'd love to. Thanks so much for for having me. Yeah, of course, dude. So much love. If you like the show, rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening.